In every generation, there are the chosen ones, the fanboys, the observers, the keepers of useless trivia. They alone must stand against the forces of television drama tropes. They are continuous play. Oh, come on. Stake through the heart, a little sunlight. It's like falling off a log. Welcome to Continuous Plays, The Art of Slaying, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer retrospective featuring Brian Thomas. Don't make fun. I work long and hard to get this promise. And Jay Newcastle. Just because this is never going to work, there's no need to be negative. Buffy the Vampire Slayer is the copyright of Fox Television Studios and any discussion of the characters, episodes, or music is strictly for entertainment purposes only. Welcome to the Art of Slaying, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer retrospective. I'm Jay. And I'm Brian. And we're here to talk about Season 3, Episode 13, The Zeppo, written by Dan Weber. After being told by Cordelia that he's the Zeppo of the gang, a reference to the lesser-known Marx brother, Xander decides that he needs to go out and find his thing. Well, as it turns out, his thing is Uncle Rory's old classic 1957 Chevy, which he uses to actually get a date with a real girl. No insects this time. But she's really only there for the car. And I mean, really the car, as in like she's a motorhead. Anyway, Zan Man is ultimately coerced into driving the school bully, Jack, around in his car while Jack is out raising his old gang from the dead. You know, kids in Sunnydale need new hobbies, just saying. We, along with Xander, learn that Jack is also a raised zombie and that the gang actually likes having him around as the wheel man and they want him to join, which of course means he has to die first. Xander is not down for this, takes off and runs into Faith, who seduces him but then quickly kicks him out right afterwards. He realizes that Jack and company are planning to bomb the school and Xander manages to intervene and save the day just in the nick of time. However, Buffy and the gang are completely oblivious to any of this as they spent the night fighting demons and the Hellmouth monster, an activity Xander was banned from because they didn't want him to get hurt and thought he couldn't help. Xander keeps quiet about his adventure and walks about with a newfound confidence which makes him impervious even to Cordelia's teasing. And that that is the plot summary for the Zeppo. So, Brian, what do you think of Xander's thing? <laughs> a car. Come on. <laughs> no, hey, whatever. Uh, that was just a small piece of the uh, episode. What's really cool is that we get a big-time Xander episode here. I mean, this episode is completely Xander. We're not even going to really talk much about Buffy at all in this episode, which is interesting in its own right well we're not gonna talk about anybody really but xander because you know i said what do you think of xander's thing and you rightly called the cars a small part of it the thing is this episode finally a xander yes. episode that does not center around him trying to get laid by something that is going to kill him well that's not entirely <laughs> so true, true but but you get the idea right <laughs> well no no it's true because he didn't try to get laid he just did get laid by something that would kill him <laughs> this is true this is true well we'll get to that we'll get there we'll get there but uh i mean you know kind of a fun episode i mean we you know this show in a lot of ways is about identity and if there's any one character that is desperately slagging behind the rest of the group yeah. and figuring out who he is and what he is it's our buddy xander well, you called it there, man. I mean, he 
What does he do? You got Willow's got magic. Oz is a flippin' werewolf. Cordy's just the queen bee. Buffy's the slayer. Giles is the watcher. Uh, Giles is the ex-watcher. <laughs> well, still the watcher. Where is Xander? What does he do? He's got no powers. He's got a crappy home life. Uh, he sleeps outside on Christmas Day. You know, what the heck? <laughs> he he hates Angel. He dated the hottest girl in school and cheated on her with the redheaded bookworm that was his best friend and ultimately wound up without anyone. Larry hit on him. He once almost was a fish monster. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Xander ain't really had a lot going on. He, and they even set that up early in the episode. He gets his butt kicked in another fight trying to help out Buffy. And that sets the whole thing in motion that you can't come to the cool with the cool kids tonight because we can't be worried about you. You're going to get us killed. And my thought was, you know, it wasn't all those 95,000 other times that he almost <laughs> got killed. It's just this one night. We can't deal with it anymore. Yeah, so sad. Poor Xander. But I like it. I like the I like the fact that they finally called this out. You know, what what is Xander? What does he do? What what's his role in the group? And now we see that they're kinda like, eh, you, you just go do what you want to do because there's nothing for you to do here. It's interesting because we'll see throughout the episode that each of these people just kind of like slough him off. Oh, we were going to go take care of something that's happening. And they don't tell him what it is or any of that stuff. It's kind of an odd thing. Well, you know what? Cordelia is not wrong. He is the Zeppo of the group. He really is. Like he, he doesn't really belong. He just is there and it's kind of tolerated. <laughs> You know, and especially about her, you know, she's got her own reasons for hating him. And I won't, you know, begrudge those to her because I think, you know, she, she's got reason. But in a lot of ways, he is just sort of there because he's kind of always just been there, right? He's never developed anything cool. He didn't get any cool mutant powers. Xander is still just geeky old Xander, except now he's got a 57 Chevy. <laughs> right. Well, before we get into the Xander episode, we need to talk about the new character let's th there's two of them really the first one is the sisters of the j whatever the heck that is and they're really only there as a very small side piece this is what uh, buffy and the gang are fighting that we don't get to see a whole lot of a eh, big deal the, the, the sister, other one the sisterhoods are the convenient plot element to remove everyone else out of the way That's exactly what that exactly the other character is jack o'toole and his gang bob dickie and parker of old dead pals jack o'toole is the character we obviously meet first as he is uh hit by a football that xander is playing with and He's got a little bit of an attitude problem, I guess you could say. Uh, he's a badass, uh, or wants to be a badass. Oh, I'd uh, say and, he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with he is as well. And uh, apparently he likes to name his knife after women. Yeah, Katie. Yeah. Mm -hmm, uh, that mm -hmm. was. I mean, I'm wondering, did he pick that up from Kralik, you know, or what, <laughs> from the last episode? Yeah, I, yeah, here's my thing about Jack O'Toole, is he comes off with this, like, West Texas or Cajun or even Louisiana Cajun type attitude, but he lives in Southern California. 
And you know. he's apparently Irish. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of mixed heritage going on with this kid. No wonder he's running with the wrong crowd. I mean, it explains it all. It's just poor child. Just he doesn't know where to go. Grandpappy's teaching him all this black magic. I mean, goodness gracious, the poor kid never had a chance. Uh, you know, I, I he's he is as cheesy as can get. And I think I knocked on Kralik last time for being too much of a trope or whatever. But I'm gonna tell you, I like this guy a lot. I just I thought it was. Fun. The guy playing him, Brian, is is so convincing as the tough kid. But like he's sort of the tough kid in the same way that like I don't know, tough kids that always get their come up and sorry. Except in this case, Jack is actually so bad that if you mess with him, he probably would kill you. Like, you know, most times bullies are just they're only bullies until you stand up to them. No, I think Jack would actually do you harm. And why not? We find out later that he's actually already dead. So what has he got to lose? Exactly, he's undead. So I mean, I, I mean that. I mean, you talk about giving a a teenager an invincibility complex. I mean, I guess that would do it, right? Yeah, for sure. And I think it's an, he's a very interesting character. Obviously, and obviously, and, and throughout the episode, Xander keeps running into him in awkward situations. The football hitting him. Then he runs into his car. Well, not even his car. The car he's jacking uh, while he's about to leave <laughs> with the girl Lisette, who has no interest in Xander, but a lot of interest in the car he's driving. And uh, you know, finally, it's a cop who comes up and obviously knows Mister O'Toole from his. Uh, previous instance with the law and Xander vouches for him that nothing's going on and that that's the point where Jack kind of turns into Xander's best friend now and invites him to come along with the boys who just so happen to be the guys he's raising from their graves that night yeah a little yeah. odd I want to tell you, I never understood the point of this gang. I know that in the plot, they ultimately are trying to blow the school up. But, I mean, if you can raise yourself from the dead, I think you'd come up with a cooler activity than burning down the school. Why do you care about the school? And better yet, why are you at school when you're undead? That's another, I got a problem with that. I would not be at school. I'm just going to say. I I think that uh, you just got a bunch of guys who were criminals and what better way to be criminals than to blow something up and what better thing to blow up than the high school because it's apparently the biggest place in Sunnydale. Well, and and in true Xander fashion, you know, he finally strays away from the group to find someone else to hang out with. And of course, it would be the zombie gang from hell. I mean, <laughs> exactly. that, that, you know, it's 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 not the praying mantis or the mummy. It's not the hyenas. It's the damn zombie gang from hell. That exactly. is, is, And they're going to go out and have some good times. I mean, all they needed was the leprechaun sidekick to get it going. I mean, it, that's <laughs> that's all that needed to happen for this to be the circle to be complete. But uh, yeah, I do, I do like Jack though. I got t- I, I got nothing else on the rest of his gang. Like I don't, uh, they're just completely pointless to me. But I do like Jack a lot, and I think the way he and Xander play off each other is is really funny, and it and it really works. And you can see why Xander would go along with this because this guy actually is paying him attention, and Xander knows this guy should be beating the crap out of me right now, but he's not, and. I did something kind of cool for him, even though I don't think it's right, but I did it anyway. I have new friends. I'm not the Zeppo, you know, and it, you see why Xander goes along with him. And I think that's the convincing part of the whole Jack character. Yeah, I think so too. And and I like the whole thing. I, I like that we reveal that he's raising all these people from dead and it, he then reveals a little later on when they're trying to convince Xander that he needs to die to join the gang that he is also dead, which was intriguing. And I like how they talk about the high that you get from dying. 
and then being raised up again. You know, such a high, man. I was raised up within six hours of being killed. You know, I thought it was very intriguing, just the way that they went about that. So it's like they like to die and then raise each other up because it's a, it's a rush. Yeah, that's their drug, right? I mean, that's the whole that's the whole bit of it. I mean, it's a rush. It is a big rush, and the whole thing is this big action rush. I did like it. I thought he was cool. Like I said, I think it's fun. You know, before we get headlong into Xander, though, we probably do need to kind of talk about plot B. If or I don't even is it plot B or plot A? They are saving the world from the Hellmouth. It's definitely a plot B in this episode. It's yeah, just not paid much attention to. Yeah, we got we got to we got to run through everybody else: Buffy, Willow, Giles, and and Cordy and Oz, who are gonna be a part of this fight of the sisterhood of the G to keep them from raising the Hellmouth open and unleashing all that hell on Earth again. So I guess the library is going through a renovation again. Is what they're saying. Yeah, that whole school goes through a renovation every damn week. It seems like my goodness. <laughs> But there's you know, some contractors like the mayor has got to have them on on speed dial, man. I don't know. Yeah, to get a hundred men over there to fix this before the dawn. You know, seriously, unreal. But you, you're right. Uh, you know, Cordy. Um, let's just skip Cordy until we get to Xander because she's key to this whole Xander piece. But you've got, uh, you know, Oz is turned into vampire or uh, sorry werewolf oz throughout this uh i like his one line though when when he's sitting there playing or talking to xander's talking to oz about how what makes him cool and he says <laughs> you play guitar that's pretty hard to do and Z- and oz says not the way i play it which i love i love that line <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's all about how hard players. is it to learn how to play and it's i, yeah. I and i can say that is a cool line as, a, as guitar players you always kind of enjoy that kind of stuff but yeah. yeah so he's only you know his his whole role basically is to sit in the cage be the the werewolf get loose and and take out jack at the end here but uh otherwise not much he does have another good line at the end where they they're like well anyone hungry and he says i'm surprisingly full today of course he had just <laughs> eaten jack oh, yeah. uh, very funny stuff Z- zombie apparently is quite uh, fulfilling so well it is human st- is flesh still this guy was pretty fresh so true true <clears throat> uh otherwise you, you know the the side story with Willow, Giles, Buffy, and 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 even Angel are that there's this sisterhood of the J rising up, and they're going to open the Hell Mouth, and they need to stop it, or the world's going to end. You know the typical thing, but it's given no time really, other than a few small things. Willie the Snitch is beaten up badly, uh, tells Buffy about what's going down, uh, you know they're all afraid of what's going to happen. Buffy, t- you know. She t- Willie tells Buffy to find Angel and figure out how she wants to spend her last night on Earth because it's that <laughs> big of a thing. Uh, Angel, you know, tells Buffy that he's willing to die in order to take out this evil, uh, that kind of stuff. Cor- uh, Willow's re- buying stuff to pass spells to help Buffy defeat this. You know, that's really it. You know, the big thing for Giles is we learn that he no longer has his sources. They've all dried up since he's no longer a part of the council. That's the big thing for Giles. Otherwise, that's it. I mean, that's not not much. I, you know you know how I felt about this, Brian? Every time they would bring them on the set or on the screen to do something, it felt like they were just kind of flying by. And I was like, wait, wait a minute. What are you talking about? You know, like that whole yeah, bit where Willow... What's actually going on? Yeah, where Willow sees Xander, gives him this big hug and won't tell him why. <laughs> and I'm like, that, what are you doing? And I like yeah, that. Why wouldn't she? I mean, yeah. what's, why wouldn't she well, tell no, him what's going no, on? No, that's just all say, no, part of it. Don't worry about it. We're taking care of it. But, you know, this is what's going down. Well, no, Nobody tells him. No, that makes no 
sense. It's because they know if they tell him, he'll come, and darn it, it'll but, just be. And th- uh, for once, they're sticking to their their guns, and they're not going to let Xander be a part of it. And you've also got to look at this another way. Xander is seeing this play out in in front of him now. He's now painfully aware of how in the way he is a lot of the time, <laughs> and that. Nobody is, and he doesn't do a lot to ask either. That's the thing. He just sees it all sort of blow by him because he's dealing with his own stuff too. I, I like that though. I thought it was fun because again, it keeps us intrigued. Like, what the heck is going on in the library? True, and we never really get a whole payoff of it, oh. which is kind of a, a disappointment. But you know what? I'm willing to give that up because the episode focusing on Xander was good the way it was. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about Cordy because Cordy's really the catalyst for Xander uh going out and, and, and doing all this stuff because Cordy's basically keeps taunting him about what what is your role? What do you do? You just go get the donuts, you know? What you're the expendable one. Nobody cares. You're just there to be there. And she keeps doing this to him and it, it, it's driving him nuts and that's what causes him to go out and get his uncle Rory's car and try to be make himself cool in other people's eyes you know what though to me i've always looked at this as hmm cordy's still holding a little bit of something here for him because otherwise why would she pay him any mind at all you know oh i completely agree with you and i think that she will up until she leaves yeah i think she does until she leaves and, and we'll see that later as we get closer towards the end of the season as well and 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 we all will see that Xander still is holding something for Cordy too. But. Well, Xander's holding him to anything because right now he has been pushed to the side by really everything. You know, he doesn't have any. He's not a part of her life anymore. He's not really close with Willow anymore because of everything that happened there. Right? He he doesn't really have a role anymore right now. He's trying to figure out what he's going to be. After all this is, you know, in the next stage of life, everybody else seems to be progressing forward and he's sort of stuck and he doesn't know. So he he goes and grasps against the things that he think will make him cool. And he thinks it's a car, it's a girl, you know, whatever. But isn't that what you do, though? You know, if you're trying to hang on, you know, if you're trying to be cool or trying to fit in with a new crowd or with your old crowd that seems to have outgrown you or whatever, you, you do anything to try to have a have a part have a place at the table yeah i agree with you that's that's completely true and I, what i think is is interesting throughout this episode we mentioned it a couple times is he keeps running into different uh people uh, giles he when he's out there with these uh lunatic zombies running around he's trying everything he can to to come up with an excuse to leave them behind he runs into giles and says is there anything i could do to help you you know get me like the get me out of there look and Giles says no you'll be okay no no big deal and he's like crap you know Someone just give me something to do. So he's still trying to find his place. Um, but, you know, Willow does kind of the same thing. Anything you need me to do? No, no, it's, everything's fine. We're taking care of it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and he gets that throughout this, this episode. And so that's when he, when he keeps going off. But we need to talk about uh, something here, Jay, that comes up in this episode when he finally does get away. He goes to Faith's place to see if she knows anything about what's going on and what happens. Jay, what happens to poor old Xander? Faith totally takes this boy and just blows his mind because she she <laughs> grabs his crotch, she throws him on the bed, and they get it on. And then she throws him out like, that was great, I got to get a shower. And he's just sort of left seduced and abandoned. 
And my favorite part is the look of absolute shock and awe on Xander's face. Like he has no clue what's about to happen to him or what he's going to do. And she's just like, don't worry, baby. I'll take care of everything. I, I kind of got the feeling he like, didn't have wow. to do a whole lot. Yeah, um, you I'm know, pretty but sure. Now I want to I bring you bring up an interesting point. Now, and this is in the Buffy world. People talk about this all the time. Okay, this whole bit about and this is where Faith takes Xander's virginity, and I don't think he's a virgin. Now I do think it's mind blowing sex, and he has it's totally out of nowhere, and it's not what he expects. But I don't think he's a virgin. He did date Cordelia, and I think we're all pretty safe to say Cordy is not going to be wearing white on the wedding day. Well, again, you could look at it a couple ways. You know, Cordy's relationships have all been short-term. Used, abused, she's the popular one. She uses her sexuality to get what she wants. And when she's done, she's done. This Xander, for some reason, captivated her in a way that she hadn't been captivated by these other gentlemen. Uh, he's the loser, guy and she's the popular girl that's an interesting dynamic right there and maybe because she's actually in a committed relationship with Xander she didn't sleep with him now there's a lot of other things that they could have done that don't involve losing the virginity but I I can buy it I can buy that Cordy while she's what we would consider well easy um wouldn't necessarily be that way in a committed relationship because maybe maybe sex is her way to get what she wants but also could push someone away i i think that's a very compelling argument brian but i'm gonna tell you right now i think cordy screwed him i think they had sex if they dated long <laughs> enough but i think the the difference here is he went to faith hoping for some protection one because right this is after he you know jack wants to kill him and turn him into a zombie so he's looking for a little protection he's also trying to figure out where the heck everybody else is what's going on he went to the one other person besides buffy that he knew could protect him. And then she jumped his bones. I think that's the shock and awe that we see here is that he had no idea that was going to happen. And then she just throws him out. That's the funniest part of it is that it's like, okay, I got to go. And I'm, I thought that was, I mean, somebody getting used. Wow. Oh, yeah. And he, he has an interesting look on his face when he does get thrown out. Like, did that, that just happen? And it was awesome. But man, I just, got kicked to the curb what no and then in the next here? second it's like man i just got kicked to the curb awesome <laughs> i mean it, it yeah. plays both ways it really does and it's played for laughs and it's really funny i don't mean to make light of, of sex and all that kind of stuff here folks but the way this is played is so funny it's so slapstick and it's not what you expect because they're setting it up like it's going to be this deep sensual four minute love scene and it lasts about seven seconds <laughs> That's true. Yeah, very much so. Um, it's it's interesting, and I, I look forward to the fallout that is to come. Well, from it. Well, we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. But at this point, Faith, but, Faith is but just them. think, just think. Uh, Xander's always wanted to be with the Slayer. Well, I guess he got what he wanted, and and he's been and he's been smitten with Faith since she first arrived. He, he has so, now yeah. been where no other Sunnydale man has been. We know that. For a fact, well, I, except I think for it, Angel. Uh, well, I, I, Angel has not been with Faith. 
<laughs> oh, oh, I'm sure many Sunnydale men have already been with Faith. Come on. That's what I'm saying. You said Angel, though. Angel hadn't done Faith. I, I said, you said where no Sunnydale man's been. I meant as far as being with a Slayer. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, yeah. As far as Faith yeah. goes, I think it can be assumed that um, Xander's not the first Sunnydale patron. She's made uh, <laughs> a meal out of it. That's the wrong way to say that. But you know, you know what, though? She's got to pay for that hotel somehow, Brian. And it's pretty clear. We do know that slaying makes her hungry and horny. And, so, and it's clear that the Watchers Council does not pay good. So you know, <laughs> there you go. that's where she's living. So whatever. It's there. But you know what? It's it. It serves another purpose. He goes to her for protection, and what does she do? She uses him and throws him away. And, he, and so it's and no, Xander, you're going to have to for once, Xander, you're going to have to take care of yourself. And I like that because Xander's too, never had to do that, and now he's going to have to deal with Jack and his gang. And he starts putting the pieces together. They're going to blow up the school. Yeah, and I think it would, well, he didn't put the pieces that they're blowing up the school. He put the pieces together that they had a bomb that they were making. And I like that because he's all excited about what has just happened, gets in the car, and, and what does he think of? Food. Yeah. Because they were saying they were making a cake. So he grabs the cake supplies and realizes, hey, this isn't making cake. This is used to make a bomb. And so I think it's funny that they put the whole food and sex thing together, too, again. Yeah. It, it it is hilarious, you know. So, but he he goes out and he finds members of the gang, you know, and he's trying to find out where the bomb is. He decapitates the guy with the mailbox, oh, which is awesome. That's the the best piece right there. When he's sitting there, he's he's like, "Tell me, tell me where the bomb is." And he's dragging the guy. He's like, "That hurts, man. That hurts." He goes, "Tell me where it is." It, it's it's boom. Mailbox head gone. Just fascinating. You see, that's that's, but that's the action trope, right? You know, uh, yes, Stallone exactly. is always dragging somebody outside of the car, or Schwarzenegger, right? And that never happens, right? But that that would happen to Xander right before he gets the answer. Because again, he's looking for answers everywhere else, and he should just rely on his own instincts. He's figuring it out slowly but surely. He's putting this all together. And, yeah, but I, exactly. but doing it in his own sort of shimpish, oafish Xander way. Exactly, and I like that too. And and I like how it's Xander who, in effect, saves the school and technically, I guess, the world as well by just playing it cool. He looks at Jack and and learning from everything that he's heard over the course of the evening, how they they get an ultimate high from being raised. They they like, you know, being undead, dead people. And he plays off that when he says, you know, defuse, defuse the bomb, Jack, defuse the bomb. Jack's like, I ain't afraid to die. He goes, are you? And Xander says, no, I'm not afraid to die. He goes, he just sits there and stares him down. But I love the the whole line he gives him, you know, you do realize that, if you let this bomb go off, you will not be raised up again because you'll be in a million tiny pieces and there ain't no raising up a million tiny pieces. And that's what turns Jack to defuse the bomb right away, which I think was hilarious, by the way, that he just pulled a flipping plug. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a real good bomb. I mean, really? Clearly, these guys <laughs> were not doing contract work for the CIA on the side. They hadn't graduated yet. They, they, these guys were not very adept at any of this stuff. But, I, yeah, I like the fact that Xander sort of logics his way around it with him. And he, he gets into that. Well, he plays a game of chicken. He does. Yeah, and you know what? We've seen that once before. Der Kinderstad. Do you remember? Yeah. You know, I, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe you'll have to kill me and those six guards and blah, blah, blah. blah. But I'd like to see you try. We've seen Xander yes. grow a pair before, yes. 
and and it worked. And doggone it, it works again. And uh, the bra before that's hilarious, though. He goes to get Buffy, and Buffy and Angel, of course, are having their moments. And he looks at him like, now nah, this, this is not a good time. And he just goes, what? You know? Oh, Cause, that was a great scene. Yeah, it's perfect yes. cause, because it allows him to rely on himself. And when it's mono a mono, him against Jack, he's able to convince Jack to defuse the bomb. Which, of course, then, yeah. as Xander leaves, there comes Oz the werewolf. Oh, yes, to take out Jack, who's all excited because he's going to live to see another day. And uh, Nope, not anymore. And, of course, what I like, too, is that Xander walks out with a with a with an air of, of accomplishment to him. I mean, he's pretty proud of what he's done, and, and that's awesome. I think he's found that he can do something to help people and, and the group uh, without them being around and i like that he doesn't go in and start telling people what's what he's done he just plays it off like oh, anything ha- fun happened tonight no not here oh the best is hearing all them talk the next day about everything and that you know giles apparently did the bravest thing buffy ever saw you know and all this stuff and cordelia is starts laying it on xander again and he just gives her this look i mean it's just a great look brian he gives her the look that we haven't seen since the past Exactly, and it, I mean, it was the same look. That's a good callback. I didn't, I didn't think of that. It's that same look, and she's just like, "What? What? What?" And I, that was great. I thought that was a perfect way to end the episode. I agree with you there, and I love, I love, love, love that this episode is all about Xander, and everything else is a secondary story that doesn't get fleshed out or anything. We just get little bits and pieces about what's going on. I, I just think it's a great. A great episode that doesn't focus on Buffy. And we've said before that when they don't focus on Buffy, usually something bad comes out of it. But this is one that works and works well. I agree. And Brian, there's nothing else to say except it's time for the podcast when we give our dustings rating. So what's your dustings rating for season three, episode 13, The Zeppo? I think I might surprise some people here. I'm going to actually give this a four dustings. For a non-Buffy-centric episode, this is as good as it gets. For it, and, and it just gives us a lot of depth to, to Xander, which we haven't had yet. And I think that's key into this, especially as we go through the rest of three and into season four. We needed this uh, to get Xander in, in, in here. So for me, it's a four dustings. I really enjoyed this episode. Well, you stole my thunder because I am four dustings as well with this one. I love this episode is a standalone episode. It's as good as it gets. If you want to get one that's off the main arc and it's the best one off of the Buffy arc, just about it's so good, Brian. It's so fun, infinitely rewatchable, what else can I say? It's a four dustings. We've, we've said it in this podcast. It's a lot of fun. So, folks, what do you think of this episode? Is it that high rating for you? What do you think? Is Xander, you know, is it his first time or is it not? We, we, you know, burning questions. We want to know what you think. And you can connect to us on our website, continuousplaypodcast.com slash Buffy. Find links to our social media pages, Facebook and Twitter there. You can send us messages. Leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know what you think of this episode. Folks, we really appreciate you listening and spreading the word about the art of slaying this podcast has grown infinitely because of your loyalty and support and brian and i really appreciate it so until next time for brian i'm jay thanks for tuning into the art of slaying buffy the vampire slayer is the copyright of fox television studios and any discussion of the characters episodes or music is strictly for entertainment purposes only sure arg